time when things are shifting. We're going to be a new world order. We've got to lead it. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, what is up, guys? It is Monday, March 13th, and this is End Time Headlines. I'm your host, Ricky Scaparro, the founder, the pastor, and the voice of End Time Headlines. And if you're new to the broadcast, you're watching for the first time on YouTube, on Rumble, on Facebook Live, or maybe by the main website, or even by our app. And um, you're joining us, and you, if you're able to make the comments under, if there's a comment section in order, uh, and that enables you to do that, please let us know in the comment section below that you are new and where you guys are joining us from. So it looks as though the dominoes of the banking sector is falling in uh, not just in America. It started in America, uh, but this is a contagion. They're calling this, they're, they're using the term contagion. Um, uh, and trust me, they've not wore that out enough over the past three years, but nevertheless, uh, they're calling this thing uh, something of a serious matter. Uh, so we want to get you up to par what what we're talking about, where we're at. Uh, so before we dig a little bit deeper into this, let's watch this video clip, and it's going to give you a little bit of a history on how this all came about. Check this out, and we'll be right back. The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank is causing shockwaves across the entire business world. With the FDIC now in control, customers can access up to $250,000 on Monday. But as ABC's Jacqueline Lee explains, that's not enough for many companies left struggling to manage their finances. Silicon Valley Bank, the nation's 16th largest bank, was shut down by the FDIC on Friday after depositors hurried to withdraw money amid concerns over the bank's health. All our money is in the bank. I don't know how we're going to do our payroll. Not well known outside Silicon Valley, the bank's customers are largely in the tech and venture capital space with branches in California and Massachusetts. The bank did business with companies like Shopify, ZipRecruiter, and Pinterest. In an SEC filing, a streaming provider Roku said it had $487 million, or 26% of its cash reserves with the bank. The company saying their deposits were largely uninsured. Concerns growing over the stability of what was a tech-focused lender in the Valley. Uh, many called it the backbone of Silicon Valley. It lost nearly $2 billion selling assets following a greater-than-expected decline in deposits. But here's the problem. Venture capitalists reportedly advising their portfolio companies to pull their money from the bank. Those concerns, of course, rippling through the banking sector. Uh, the KBW Bank Index posted its biggest drop since the pandemic. All right, now we're going to we're going to peel layers like an onion of this thing. We're going to I'm going to give you headlines, show you where we're at with this, uh what the latest is on this. But before we do that, I want to take you to a prophecy uh that was given by a man by the name of David Wilkerson. This is a man I, I esteem high in the, highly in the faith. Um, I call him a general of the faith, a general of the Lord, a general of, uh, of Bible prophecy. This man wrote novels, books. He did sermons. He, uh, he declared things and said things that we have seen come to pass. 
And one of the things, uh, and I'm going to pull this up. Wilkerson, did Wilkerson uh, see an economic collapse take place and then following that, a Russian invasion? So uh, this should perk your ears up. So check this out. David Wilkerson had a series of visions and angelic visitations from the Lord during his entire lifetime, all the way up until when he went on to be with the Lord in 2011. About the coming collapse of the U.S. economy, Wilkerson saw this. And then he saw what he calls the destruction of America and the economic collapse. This is his own words. Quote, there will be riots and fires across major cities in the nation. There will be uh, this will be a time of great apostasy and persecution in the church like never before. After now listen to this real closely. After the economic collapse of the U.S., the nation will be at its weakest point. Now, again, this is what Wilkerson said. So you could take that and do whatever you want with it. Wilkerson went on to say that, it quote, a hydrogen holocaust will then sweep the nation and a Russian invasion of America. Then he goes on to say that when Israel sees the destruction of America, that Russia will then try to invade the Holy Land, where five, six of the armies of Russia will be destroyed by Jesus himself. Um, and just to let you know, if 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 everything that Wilkerson's saying here is true, let's just say that. Let's just go with this and say that Wilkerson is accurate. Wilkerson uh, saw exactly what's going to take place. Well, this is very disturbing. Number one, because now we know the sequence of events again. And I preface this. If Wilkerson is accurate on this prediction of this prophecy, he tells you that you will know that we're about to be uh, we're about to embark on a major prophetic event called the war of Gog and Magog, Ezekiel 38 and 39, where in which Russia is involved in that war along with other Arab nations that will invade Israel. But he says before that takes place, there's two other events that will precede that. And that is first, there will be an economic collapse in America. And it will be so great, he said that it will uh, it will shadow that of which was 2008 and even the Great Depression. He says this will cause riots and fires across major cities in the nation. And he says simultaneously at the same time, he said there will be great apostasy and persecution in the church like never before. Well, we're already there with the apostasy and persecution in the church like never before. Now, again, don't don't just look at, at America. Look at the world in its entirety. Because he's saying here, uh, he never prefaced that it would be just America that would see this great apostasy and persecution. He said it would be in the church like never before. And we know that the church is not confided to just the West. It's beyond that. Okay, but then he says, uh, there will be an economic collapse of the U.S., and then they will be in its most vulnerable, weakest point. Now, what's interesting about that statement is that if you've been paying attention to what's going on, there it looks like there is three wars 
there's three conflicts that are emerging simultaneously. Let me, um, this is an article I want to share with you. This is from discern. Let me pull this up. Let's you look at this. This is from discern the three wars of the apocalypse. Now this is, uh, they shared this. This is the author of this was from Michael Snyder, which by the way, I'm working on trying to get him into do a segment with us. We're going to be reaching out to him this week, and I would love to have him on as a guest on the broadcast. And he, uh, this is, I mean, he has a blog called the economic collapse.com, and he, he's really good at, um, at monitoring and being a watchman when it comes to the financial sector of the world. So I want to bring him on, let him give some insight and, and have a discussion point with him. So uh, I hope that we can do that this week. Uh, the sound of war drums is getting louder all over the globe. Uh, I want to give you an update on three major conflicts, which will define World War III. And the years ahead is inevitable that smaller regional conflicts will erupt at various times. But for this piece, I'm going to focus on three big ones. All of the participants have been preparing for war for many years, and now tensions have reached a boiling point. And once all three of these wars fully get going, none of our lives will ever be the same again. And here's, uh, according to Snyder, and I'm not going to read all of this for sake of time. Again, if you want, you could go economic collapse. Uh, dot com, uh, the most important news dot com. Again, here's discern. Uh, this is a website that's also, um, sharing this as well. So Snyder, uh, paints this picture. He shows this that the U S and Russia is on the brink of war. This is nothing new. We all knew this. Um, he also talks about Israel and Iran. Now we talked about the, the red line. That Netanyahu said many years ago that not only did Benjamin Netanyahu uh, say this, but the Israeli Defense Department, other individuals uh, in Israel has all said that they will not allow Iran to become a nuclear nation or in which they can create nuclear weapons. So now as the time of this report, we haven't got the latest reports on this, but if if everything is, uh, and again, this was last week, they said they were 12 days away. But we're now into that, that, that ending. We're into that climax of that 12-day period. So it's going to be interesting to see what comes this week. How will Israel respond? Will, um, will there be conflict? Now, I know that yesterday there was a report and this was from the Times of Israel uh, that stated that Israeli fighter jets were seen escorting a U.S. bomber over Israeli airspace in a direct message to Iran. So, again, guys, uh, going back to this article that you've got Russia and America, you've got Israel and Iran, and then you have the U.S. and China. Now, why the U.S. and China? China has just recently, uh, President Xi has came out and uh, with provocative statements against America, blaming America for a lot of the problems that China is dealing with, accusing, making accusations against China that China deems to be uh, unmerited. Uh, There's a lot of tension. The boiling point is reaching. So here we have these three conflicts. Let me show you this other one. This is from foxnews.com. U.S. Intel community warns of complex threats from China, Russia, and then they throw North Korea into the mix. 
So what am I talking about? We're talking about this continual, uh, and according, again, this is straight from this article, the climate, uh, the list climate change is threat to us in 2023. Uh, the, the biggest threat now, now they're even changed the globalist and well, I should say the environmentalists rather are changing their tune. Now they're not so much harping so much on environmentalism and climate changes. Now they are also seeing that there is an imminent threat to a, a conflict or multiple conflicts that could absolutely thrust us into a full blown, what we know as world war three. Okay, so I just we want to throw that out there to you. Now, let's get back to the banking situation. Actually, let's go back to the Wilkerson prophecy. So, again, he says that according to what the Lord has shown him. America will collapse financially, then Russia will take advantage of the weakness. And I would venture to say it won't be just Russia, but it will be a collaboration of nations working together, Russia. China, Iran, North Korea, all of these will be in conjunction with each other, will be in cahoots with one another. They're all in bed with each other. And they will cease advantage of America's vulnerability and their weakness. Think about it, guys. China, North Korea, Iran, all of our enemies are building up their military while we are weakening our military. We're so caught up on gender dysphoria, Confusion, LGBTQ rights, political correctness, wokeism. That's our main focus right now. Not securing our borders, not building up our military, not trying to get ourselves into a, a defense posture where we can adequately defend ourselves from, uh, from foreign interest that are opposed to us that are against us that that are not out for our good and i'm not talking about just militarily i'm talking about cyber attacks i'm talking about attacks on our grid system on our financial sector on uh, uh, the list goes on they've been warning about this they've been talking about this and here we are so now again so you have the collapse of america according to biden russia will take advantage of this uh, America will be laid in ruins. This could also fulfill the book of Revelation where it says that mystery Babylon will be destroyed in one hour's time. And then this will trigger. Now, notice he didn't give a time. He didn't say it would immediately happen. His and this. I believe there will be a time frame. If Wilkerson is correct on this, I believe there will be a, a, a period of time between A and point B and point C. But what is interesting here is if he's right, we now have something that we can look for on a spectrum. So if we start seeing America collapsing, we better know what's coming and we better be watchful and be ready. All right. So now how does by so we saw um, we gave you a little bit of video update on this and we know now what happened in Silicon Valley. The banks are collapsing. And it's just, it's the, um, it's the small banks, the, the regional banks that are collapsing, the ones that are heavily involved in cryptocurrencies. Now, Biden came out today. I got to show you this. If you want a good laugh, here you go. Biden says Americans should feel confident. 
I mean, are you feeling confident? And banking system after federal response to SVB collapse. Today, thanks to the quick action of my administration over the past few days, Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. Your deposits will be there when you need them. Small businesses across the country, the deposit accounts at these banks can breathe easier knowing they'll be able to pay their workers and pay their bills. And their hardworking employees can breathe easier as well. Last week, when we learned of the problems of the banks and the impact they could have on jobs of small businesses and banking systems overall, I instructed my team to act quickly to protect these interests. They've done that. They've done that. On Friday, the government regulator in charge, the FDIC, took control of Silicon Valley Bank's assets. And over the weekend, it took control of Signature Bank's assets. Treasury Secretary Yellen and the team of banking regulators have taken action, immediate action. And here are the highlights. First, all customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured, I want to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. That includes small businesses across the country that bank there and need to make payroll, pay their bills, and stay open for business. No losses will be, and I want, this is an important point, no losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Let me repeat that. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Now, what was the federal response? We're going to talk about that in just a second. But let me give you some more headlines here. Remember this. I want you to remember this. Biden says Americans should, we all as Americans, if you're watching this and you're American, you should feel confident in our banking system. Well, it's interesting because I bet you, um, I'm sure all those customers of Wells Fargo are probably not feeling too confident in our banking system. And that's because due to a, quote, technical issue, Many customers, and this all happened on Friday, reported missing deposits. We've never really had any issues up until this point. But Hannah Bruton in Burleson is among the tens of thousands of Wells Fargo customers having problems right now. Waking up this morning to find her checks and automatic payments bouncing like never before. I just had something tell me to check my bank account, and so I did, and I was negative quite a bit in the account. The website down detector tracking online outages reported by customers shows it was happening nationwide. Direct deposits that were supposed to post as early as Wednesday were still not posted by this morning. So it's frustrating when it almost just gets taken away from you and you can't do anything about it. Customers received messages like this one blaming a technical issue in a statement to WFAA, Wells Fargo said it was aware that some customers' direct deposit transactions are not showing up in their accounts, but that they're working quickly on a resolution and apologize for the inconvenience and that customers' accounts continue to be secure. This is deeply troubling, and what it does is it erodes confidence, but I'm guessing if I'm them, they're working to solve this crisis as quickly as possible. And not the bank's first crisis, paying out nearly $3 billion in fines and settlements since the 2016 discovery, it was opening fraudulent accounts in customers' names without their consent. Very frustrating. I've been with them since 1984, and I've gotten you know offers to switch to other banks. And I'm thinking, well, I might just change. Definitely in looking into different banking. We'll probably be changing that up within the next month. Well, and by the way, since we're talking about confidence in our government, 
and talking about confidence in our banking system and our money and our retirement. Let's just talk about this headline that came out this weekend as well. Here it is. Ready? Quote, the government may stop issuing Social Security payments after the debt limit is reached. What? There is a very possible there's a very real possibility, according to Market Watch, that the government will stop issuing Social Security payments after the debt limit is hit. Isn't that exciting? Think about all the uh, think about our grandparents. Think about our parents. Think about some of us that are watching. Uh, I'm not there yet, but some of you are and you rely on this. According to the report, scary as the prospect is, the alternative might be even worse. A little-known provision of a 1996 law could be uh, interpreted to allow the Social Security Trust Fund to be used not only to pay Social Security's monthly checks, but also to circumvent the debt limit and pay all the government's otherwise overdue bills. If that happens, any short-term relief to Social Security recipients would come with a potentially huge long-term price tag. The Social Security Trust Fund could be exhausted much sooner than currently projected in just a couple of years. Are you are you paying attention yet? So, again, the dominoes are falling. And they're not just falling. They're not just falling they are the, the momentum in which they're falling is frightening. In fact, let me give you some more articles here. Here's another. This is from the New York Post. Silicon Valley Bank meltdown sparks contagion fear, fears. Quote, we have found our Enron. Silicon Valley Bank imploded in a single day. And it could be just the tip of the iceberg. Here's another article. This is the Daily Mail. Contagion spreads. Desperate customers are are seen lining up outside of First Republic Bank to take their money out. Following the SVB bank collapse, sending shockwaves through the market. According to this report, dozens of customers were seen lined up outside of a First Republic Bank in Southern California uh, this weekend, eager to withdraw their funds in the wake of the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank. There had been fears following the bank's demise for First Republic's future when analysts pointed out the similarities between the estimated value of their assets versus the actual value. Gee, does this sound familiar to anyone? If so, it's probably because we're having 2008 flashbacks. By Friday night, thousands of wineries in Northern California found that they were completely locked out of their accounts with no clear timeline as to when they might even be able to access their funds. The California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation closed the bank this past Friday after depositors concerned about the lender's financial health rushed to withdraw their deposits. This led to a frantic two-day run on the bank, blindsided observers and stunned the markets, wiping out more than $100 billion in market value for U.S. banks. But look, check this out. It was so bad that a billionaire investor named Bill Ackman was calling. Now, this was this weekend was calling for Biden to bail out the SVB by Monday morning or face catastrophic market meltdown. Now, now at the time of this broadcast, uh, the, the stock market seemed to be stable. 
But that's because of an announcement. And that, which again, we're going to leave this, we're going to share that with you before we close this broadcast. But I want to get back to this. Uh, Bill Ackman, again, who's a billionaire hedge fund manager, uh, he made the prediction that an economic meltdown following this event in Silicon Valley. And he's urging Biden to bail out the bank. However, according to uh, the latest reports, Janet Yellen, again, of the uh, she is the Treasury Treasury Secretary, excuse me, uh, said that the quote, the federal government will not bail out Silicon Valley Bank. Now, uh Here's another report. Silicon Valley Bank's Manhattan branch calls cops on investors trying to pull their cash out as Boston Tech CEO with $10 million in bank describes the worst 18 hours of my life. Lender is seized by regulators and largest U.S. bank failure since the Great Recession. The U.S. government moves to stop potential banking crisis. The SVB fallout spreads around the world from London to Singapore. So this is not just something that's happened in the West. This is not just something that's happened in America. Now the ripple effects of this is spreading all across the world. Regulators close cryptocurrency signature bank citing system systemic risk. Excuse me. So, uh, let me give you here's another now now we're getting you up to date trading was halted in three banks after shares fell as much as 75 percent when the market opened up this morning as of the recording of this on monday the march 13th and this also came moments after biden made the statement that the u.s banking is safe again contagion contagion spreads to first republic bank western alliance and pack west um, so, again, we see this. The ripple effect is going and going and going. Now, now I want to take you to this article right here. Again, this is from Michael Snyder, the most important news. Uh, oh God, we've, we got to talk about this today. The Federal Reserve just made an emergency decision which will fundamentally change banking in America forever. I'm going to read this to you again. This is uh, from Michael Snyder. Quote, did you think that the Federal Reserve was just going to stand back and watch the U.S. banking system completely collapse? In response to the stunning failures of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, the Federal Reserve announced a rescue plan on Sunday evening that is going to radically change banking in America forever. This morning, the government is deploying emergency measures to stop a potential banking crisis, including the takeover of another regional bank, Signature Bank of New York, just two days after regulators shut down Silicon Valley Bank, the second largest bank failure in U.S. history. I think that without this, there could have been some serious uh, runs on other banks because there would have been a loss of confidence throughout the whole system. The Federal Reserve last night announced clients at both banks will get access to all their funds when branches open today, not just the $250,000 insured by the FDIC. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen insists this is not a bailout because the funds are coming from a pool of money paid into by Wall Street, different than the taxpayer-funded bailouts of 2008. This is not a bailout. This is change of policy, yes, but 
the FDIC's funding does not come from taxpayers. It comes from the banks, the big banks. All the turmoil began last Wednesday when Silicon Valley Bank, a large lender in the tech industry, tried to sell assets to boost its balance sheet. That panicked investors and customers raced to withdraw their money after seeing the news on social media. It's a confidence game. And social media can destroy confidence very quickly. Twitter was just ablaze with concerns about what was going on here. And that's why it's a wildfire situation. Senator Bernie Sanders blames Silicon Valley Bank's collapse on successful Republican efforts in recent years to relax regulations on small and medium-sized banks. As for Signature Bank, the reason for its collapse remained unclear overnight. Many of Signature's clients are in cryptocurrency. Over the weekend, the uncertainty spread to another regional bank, First Republic, because of its similar profile to Silicon Valley. Many customers concerned. Trying to figure out if this is the best place to hold our money. But overnight, First Republic said it secured funding from J.P. Morgan Chase and the Federal Reserve. In the meantime, experts say the emergency program announced by the Fed should be enough to calm financial markets and prevent a domino effect. Each case is different. I don't think this is anything like 2008. I don't think we have to worry about that. We don't have contagion in the financial system itself. J.P. Morgan Chase and PNC are among the banks reportedly in talks to acquire Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley has drawn criticism for reportedly paying bonuses to employees just hours before the bank was seized by the government. All deposits at Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank will be fully guaranteed. Let me read that again. Fully guaranteed and will be available today. As of the recording of this on Monday, March 13th, of course, the Federal Reserve can't just make an exception for these two banks. If they're going to do this for them, that means they're going to have to do it for everyone else, too. So what this means is that from this point forward, the Federal Reserve is essentially promising to guarantee every bank account in America, considering the fact that more than... $19 trillion is deposited within or with U.S. banks. That is quite a promise to make, according to Snyder. He goes on to say that uh, he, uh, let me read this. I want to show you that I am not exaggerating one bit. The following is the announcement about this new plan that was just posted on the official website of the Federal Reserve. Quote, Uh, Let me just, I'll pull it up here so you guys can see this. We'll read it together. Here we go. To support American businesses and households, the Federal Reserve Board on Sunday announced it will make available additional funding to, uh, to eligible depository institutions to help assure banks have the ability to meet the needs of all their depositors. This action will bolster the capacity of the banking system to safeguard deposits and ensure the ongoing provision of money and credit to the economy. Now, it's interesting. The Treasury Secretary said we're not going to bail them out. But that's what it looks like to me. I mean, are we are we playing semantics with words here and definitions of what a bailout is? The Federal Reserve is prepared to address any liquidity uh, pressures that may arise. The additional funding will be available through the creation of a new bank term funding program or the BTFP offering loans of up to one year and link to bank savings, associations, credit unions, and other eligible depository institutions pledging U.S. Treasuries, agency debt, and mortgage-backed securities and other qualifying assets as collateral. 
These assets will be valued at par. The BTFP will be an additional source of liquidity against high-quality securities, eliminating an institution's need to quickly sell those securities in times of stress. With approval of the Treasury Secretary, the Department of the Treasury will make available up to $25 billion from the Exchange Stabilization Fund as a backstop for the BTFP. You mean we actually have that much to be able to fund, we haven't given it all to Ukraine and to fund that war. I'm, I'm shocked. Anyway, the Federal Reserve does not anticipate that it will be necessary to draw on these backstop funds. After receiving a recommendation from the boards of the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation and the Federal Reserve Treasury Secretary Yellen, after cons- cons- uh, consultation, excuse me, with the president approve actions. There we go. To enable the FDIC to complete its resolutions of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank in a manner that fully protects all depositors, both insured uh, and uninsured. These actions will reduce stress across the financial system, support financial stability and minimize any impact on businesses, households, taxpayers and the broader economy. The board is carefully monitoring developments in financial markets. The capital and liquidity positions of the U.S. banking systems are strong and the U.S. financial system is resilient. Yada, yada, yada. So it goes on. I don't again. I don't want you to your eyes to start glazing over reading all this. But again, it's funny because Michael Snyder says, please don't skip those paragraphs. Read them in detail. And this is why I want to get him on. I want to get him on the program so he can give us the cliff notes of this. He can give us the insider stuff. He can give us the real meat of this. So we're I'm gonna, we're going to try to get in contact with him today and get him on this week so we could talk about this. So. Um, if the technical language confuses you, here is a translation from Zero's Hedge. I do want to read this. The Fed's hiking cycle is dead and buried. And here comes the next round of massive liquidity injections. It also means the Fed, Treasury, and FDIC have just experienced the most devastating humiliation in recent history. Just four days ago, Powell was telling Congress he could hike 50 BPS. And here... We are now using taxpayer funds to bail out banks that have collapsed because they couldn't even handle the 4.75%. And somehow the Fed has no idea. So this is unbelievable. Look what is at risk here. The livelihood of us, our children, our children's children, our social security system, our banking system is literally uh, on the verge of complete collapse. The the house of cards is collapsing before our eyes. Now, what's this going to do? What's going to what's what's in store for us in the next three days, seven days, 10 days? I don't know. I do know this. Number one, I know that and we brought this up on we just brought this up on an episode on a podcast we recently did. But when you go to James chapter five, again, I have pointed this out that there it appears to be what is a, a cryptic prophecy given to the economies of the world, the economic sector of the world. And it says that there's coming a, uh, a collapse that will come upon the, uh, the rich and the corrupt 
And it says, this is in James 5, 3, your gold and silver are corrupted and their corrosion will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire because you've heaped up treasure, excuse me, in the last days. Now, again, uh, we did a special segment uh, with Bishop uh, Larry Raglan just uh, last week and we talked about and he brought up a good point and says uh, this term here last days um, we've got to really folk we got to really bring that out here and this is not the last days uh, that was written in their time that this was written here in the book of James because there can only be one last days and we know according to Peter uh, a thousand years is to a day and a day is to a thousand years but there is all kinds of sequence of events that has to transpire to uh, to bring about the last days or the time of the end or the end times. And all those things have happened, my friend. And we're getting down to the end of the end. And one of those things is the war of Gog and Magog. Now, isn't it interesting that Iran is mentioned in that war and Russia is mentioned in that war and Iran and Russia are in collaboration with one another. And isn't it interesting that you see all these uh, war tensions building. And here we are in a the what looks like the precipice of another major economic shaking. Now, will this be greater than 2008? Will it be will this be beyond that be a, another depression? I don't know. But I do know this again, according to James five, whether it be this week, next week, a year from now, two years from now. Somewhere out in the distant future, there is coming an economic shaking that will impact the entire globe of the earth. And Wilkerson, again, if Wilkerson's, and the the guy has a great track record, I'm just saying, he's got a track record for nailing it when it comes to prophetic things that that he has both, uh, that the Lord has given him, that he has seen in visions, and even according to his own account, angelic visitations. Now that's heavy, guys. It's one thing to have a vision or a dream or a word from God through his word, through a rhema word, but if an, but when an angel of God shows up, and show you things, you need to pay attention to that. And according to Wilkerson's own statement, there is coming in the future, there will come an economic collapse. It will impact America. It will leave us vulnerable, weak, and susceptible to an attack. What he says will be Russia. And I believe it will be not just Russia. It will be other nations that will be collaborated together based on other prophetic dreams and visions that myself has had and others out there, probably even including you that are watching. Listen to this. And then he says this will all lead. Eventually, these are all dominoes leading up to this major war of Gog, Magog, Ezekiel chapter 38, 39. So we listen. This is a lot to chew on today. It's a lot to cover. It's a lot to comp- contemplate and, and think about and, and digest today. So I want to leave you with Luke 21, 28. Jesus said, when you begin to see all these things coming to pass, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption is drawing 
near. Again, endtimeheadlines.org, endtimeheadlines.com. That's going to be our main website. If you've not downloaded our free app, what in the world are you waiting for? It's absolutely free, and it's available on Apple, and it's available on Android. Get it into your hands. Hit yes to push notifications. You're going to be notified of every headline and every podcast when it is readily available. If this ministry is a source of information, blessing, and revelation to you and your family on a week-to-week basis, and you'd like to pray about or uh, you have prayed about and you'd like to become a monthly partner to our ministry, you can help support us by giving two different ways. You can give electronically through the app or through the main website right there on your screen. It's easy to do. Or you can give by check or money order and that's you can make that out to Intime Headlines P.O. Box 1391. That's Monroe, Georgia 30655. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I refuse to let fear take hold of me i'm not gonna i for me in my house i will never stop giving to the lord i will never stop tithing i will never stop giving into the work of the kingdom why because my listen because my future does not rest in the hands of the federal government it is not in wall street it is not in the stock market my financial future my the future of my family the future of my ministry. Everything that I have is in the hands of no mortal man, but it's in the hands of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So according to my gospel, David said, I have, I have been young and now I'm old and I have yet to see the righteous forsaken nor his seed beg a bread come on somebody that is a word of encouragement you keep seeking god you keep honoring god you keep close to god stay in his will and stay in his word and my friends you will dwell under the shadow of the almighty and it doesn't matter who falls on your right or if ten thousand fall on your left hand it shall not come nigh thy dwelling that's what i believe and that's what the word of god says and that's and that's the bottom line in jesus name so god bless you guys we love you uh we appreciate you don't forget to hit the like button share subscribe do all that uh and we will be back here tomorrow on the 14th of March with another great program for you. Uh, until then, may the Lord bless you, may he keep you, and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.